Fellow travelers, welcome. This is Russell Tyndall, one of your co-hosts of the Never Ending Adventure podcast, a podcast talking about adventure time. This is my first time through this show. And with me, as always, is the one, the only, the beautiful, the lovely, the bald. Nope. Uh, nope. No. He, he's just Quite, wearing a hat. Quite opposite. Quite opposite. DJ. I have a lot of... Natty P? Yeah, DJ Natty P? DJ. Do you, do you have a lot of what? What were you about to tell me? You have a lot of hair. A lot of chest hair. Chest hair, okay. Or body hairs, I should say. Many, many, many body hairs. I don't want to know about your manscaping. Ned, I'll just be entirely honest with you. I do. I do like a bi-yearly manscape, kind of like get everything back to ground. Yeah, like twice a year, just like kind of full, get everything kind of like clinked up. Uh, Ned's not a hairy man. Head to toe. Ned Ned doesn't have have hair like, like your boy... The bearded boy on the other side of the camera. You are, goes. yeah. You are one of the very few people I would say that's hairier than myself. However, hey, you know. I, I you know, I, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I was about to get in the back hair. We're not getting in the back hair. Yeah. Not, <laughs> luckily, luckily, yeah, I'd say um, I'm hairy, but even my dad doesn't have the back hair. I think that that's one of No, I'm good. I'm good I there. Got. That's. I was just going to justify it. Be like, oh, well, at least I don't have a bunch of back anyway, Anyways, welcome, y'all. This is... <laughs> Up in Adventure Time podcast. And, this is a hair and, podcast where we talk about body hair. Yeah, we talk about body hair and things that none of y'all want to know. I, I mean, how many times you want to know this, you dirty, dirty listeners? I, hey, I don't want to yuck any yums. Body. I don't want to yuck any yums. Maybe people do want to know this. Yeah. Well, today, yuck my body hairs. <laughs> yuck your body hairs today. Sorry, we're we're goofy, man. I mean, we're about to talk about a character that I don't want to talk about. We're about to talk about an episode that was pretty good, but at the same time, uh, I kind of wish didn't have to happen. I wish this character mm-hmm. could go off I, and I don't into like it the, another world. I don't like it the way it was resolved either. With you know, we're talking about Ricardio. We're talking about Lady and Peebles. We're talking about one of the first episodes, actually the first episode where we see Lady Bubblegum uh, throw some fists. She throws, she freaking throws hands, yeah. dog. Um, we, see, combat. we finally took four. I did not realize going back through the show that we it takes four seasons before we start getting into like Lady Randicorn appearing for more than like four seconds on screen. And I'm like, it oh my good. gosh, it's it's that's the best part of awesome. this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Best part of this um, episode is probably Lady being back, being in this episode. Yeah. And, and being my lovely, of course. Okay. She's put through the ringer. This episode, dog. She goes through so dang much. I, we're hopping mm-hmm. in real, real bright and early real on this quick. episode. But, real quick in this episode, but man, she makes Jake puppies, which you gotta love that, right? And well, she just spoiler goes through, for the listeners, <laughs> she just goes through so much, and I, I couldn't be happier for them, and I couldn't be more annoyed at Princess Bubblegum, and I couldn't be more annoyed at Ricardio. But for what it's worth lady in this episode is it's been a long time i'm glad you're back i'm glad you're not speaking with two mouths this episode in a deeper english voice i much prefer the korean and the talk box yeah. whenever that happens it's it's good to have you back and also you can phase through walls which i think we've seen before but 
That's so yeah. Cool. We we saw her so cool. phase um, in the creeps. We saw her phase all of the characters that pretended to be dead, and then phase them in and out of the room, in and out of her body. Um, That's right. So we've seen That's the right. phase power before. We have. She does have other. There's a lot of other cool like Rainicorn powers. Again, I think that she's more OP than she is letting off. And I don't know if she again is kind of like 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 taking some foot off the gas here because she's Pergante. Um, I don't know if she is just not done as much. We learned some more about Lady's past. Um, she used to run with a ruffian raincorn in the past. What? So she's just Jake. She just parallels Jake with her past a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's it's like if if Jake's kind of like if Jake never changed from his ruffian past. She was worse. No, no, no not her specifically. The person she used to date. Okay. Um, but not her. But she likes no. the bad boy. She likes she, she likes, likes the, the bad boy. She does that like she the bad can boy. fix. She likes the bad boy that she can fix, mm-hmm. which I, I guess was Jake. Did she meet and start dating Jake when he was a bad boy? No, no, no. Not to not to my knowledge, no. Uh it was okay. not when he was a bad boy. But I can say there's episodes and there's some lore or not lore, but yeah, some canon behind Lady Rainicorn to where she's kind of how she gets beat up in this episode. I mean, I'm not going to like blame either of them. Like going through Ricardio's like weird ass mountain body chamber of doom. I don't know what to call it, but I'm, you know, I'm like kind of like, oh, if she could phase and do all this stuff, like she should, they should not have gotten beaten up the way they did, in my opinion. What do you mean you're not going to blame anybody? You're not going to blame Ricardio or Princess Bubblegum? Well, no, I mean, like, I'm not going to blame either Lady or Princess Bubblegum is what I'm saying for, okay, like, getting beat up the way they did. I mean, we're skipping but to I the end was... of this episode, but Princess Bubblegum saw the heart monitor. She saw that there were multiple living things in the yeah. area, which were the babies. And she, dude, that was at the beginning of this episode. And she still made Lady go through all that. She, the hands... That were beating up no, her eyes. I, I the, don't. The I laser think she, eyes I think that zapped was, her. I think she was skeptical on it because yeah, she addresses it at the end of the episode. But she knew. Like, she, she knew it. She She's said, like, oh, I, "I saw the heartbeats. I figured that." But then remember, she smacks the thing, and then they disappear. Dude, I don't know. So, She's smart enough. Know, man. She's smart enough. She the laser eyes which zapped Lady Rainicorn, and she had to freaking drag her out of that room. Ricardio yeah. ties her up into a knot, throws her against the wall, and then she at the end of this episode, oh my gosh, Ned, she drags everyone home for two days while she's pregnant, and Princess Bubblegum knew she was pregnant. Gosh, it irks okay. me. It I've got irks a, no, me. I got a I got a whole flipped opinion on that though. I've got a very flipped opinion on now I I yeah, I think that there's a p- possibility of like if there was the chance that she was pregnant, then why send her into that? Um the other thing is I think that Lady is very, very willing to go save Jake because she in in all of her kind of Korean rant at the beginning, she was like the last thing I said to him was about how his uh, Vietnamese noodles were uh, like undercooked. And she like, <laughs> she apparently didn't leave things off well with Jake. She knows she's pregnant. Um, so she is in this mentality of like going to save. Um, she also doesn't realize that she's pregnant until they're flying into the belly of the bees. So I don't think that, that she's probably in this mentality of like ladies here. She's not here on her own accord. She wants to go save Jake. Um, 
do I pause and take a stop? Then dragging her home for two days. Like I think lady was unconscious and probably hard, like hardly could move. So I think that was valiant. No lady dragged. She put them on lady's back. Like, like AKA, like not lady carried them home. Like she dragged ladies, like limp body home and used lady as like a, like a mat to drag Finn and Jake. Oh gosh. You think that's what put them? Yeah, no, I think that she legitimately like even that lady was laying on the ground and she had to like put Finn and Jake on her as a mat and like drag them all home. Not, not made lady carry them like a horse. Man. I, I guess so, but even even still, like okay. you well, can't be doing that to a pregnant horse. All unicorn, <laughs> pregnant thing, horse, unicorn, unicorn, light alien, light thing. I I think all in all, I say all that to be like, yeah, my inclination is to be like, let's hate on bubble bubblegum worse. We've been doing that all season. Now on the flip I don't side want of to, it, man, can I just be honest with you? I don't want to hit on princess bubblegum anymore. But okay. Well then you got to hear doesn't me give me a chance. Here. Okay. Well, what's your, what's yeah, your because, Sorry. Sorry. Well, like theories here is that she shows up. She's like, science has got us. I got my, my lovely of the episode, which is her tea maker. Um, her tea maker with the little faces like your tea's ready. She is ready to go. She's got science on her side. I was kind of yeah. annoyed at that at the beginning. She's got a bag full of weapons. She's riding into gun. battle. Yeah. She's got electric yeah. gun. She's got the what originally what the storyboard called ball, the ball blam buster. burglar burr. Yes, but it was originally yeah. called the ball buster, which they obviously had to change. Yeah. Um, but it makes me be like, dude, the thing that PB wants to do, the thing that PB is good at, is fighting her own battles. Like I said, she throws hands at Ricardio. She beats the shit out of him. She's got this like freaking electro ninja suit that she's wearing. Why does she need a champion? Why does she need Finn to be like my champion, my hero? Dude, like this proves that she is better at being a hero than she is at being a princess, in my opinion. I don't know, dude. I I guess I agree with some of that, but what I'll say about the Ricardio and Princess Bubblegum fight, she knew the weakness, right? She was aware of the weakness. He even she was aware that the arms and legs were attached with supple and delicate sinews, which Ricardio, for whatever reason, claims, you know, like what would you say? Oh, here's my weak spot, you know, like don't don't do anything about it, please. Because he's a softy. Because I, you think he's a softy? No, he's a creepy softy. He thinks yeah, he, I think cre- he, wa- <laughs> he, I think he wants to think he's a softy. Okay, I got you. Well, so she knew about all that, and she, she could calculate that she has a chance at fighting him head on, and and that's what she does. She goes in, she fights him head on. She pulls off the arms one by or the arm and then the leg, and then he ends up crawling away. But I don't, I don't think she's nearly on the level that Finn was. I, I think somehow Finn yeah, and no, Jake mean, were were jumped, right? I mean, we see them that happen. They get caught off by the element of surprise all the time in this freaking show. Yeah. Well, well I'm not trying to compare her to Finn and Jake per se. I'm not trying to say she's better at adventuring well, or being I, her I think own they, hero she needs Finn. she still needs them. She still needs she still her, needs her champion. Them. However, this whole champion like she needs a champion because she's a, a princess to a city. But again it is a city of, of people that she has built. Um, it, trust me, in season nine, we'll get to the, like, the reasons why that 
came to that. Some psychological messed up stuff. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I don't think her strengths are necessarily in politics. I think her strengths are in protecting her friends. And you see that like later on with Marcy, you see that later on, like you see this in this episode with Lady Rachel, she puts her on her back. She carries her across the line. She drags them all home. She builds Ice King a new heart. Like she didn't have to do that. So I think that she's much more of a, um, I don't know, like a, like a caretaker hero. than we give her credit for, I just don't think her talents are being used in like this whole, like, talent for science is not being used in the right place man okay i'll give you i'll give you that i'll give you at least a little bit of that because i don't know what happens in the future yeah. of this show i haven't seen I, I, yeah i know show. i know I'm, i don't want to like jump the gun but it's good to know your your still your opinions on it this early on without knowing any future context well she does make so she makes the heart for ice king out of sinews and to- toffee and uh maracas which is awesome by the mm-hmm. way, I yeah. love that. But <laughs> she, you know, she talks about freaking Ricardo not being that smart. She doesn't make him in a rib cage. She doesn't make anything that protect. They're just behind his beard. <laughs> like, I mean, this is me being too. He got you know, like taking yeah, it as know. physically what we saw, but it's like it's just an open hole and it the heart and very then his beard. But weird though. Well, we know I, that's I agree not true. With you. That's not the case. That's not really yeah. the case. But still. I don't I know. know it's man. an exaggeration. Are you protect? Are you like? Why are you so protective of Princess Bubblegum this episode? What is this, Ned? It's because I see like her redeeming characteristics, and from what we've seen, I absolutely we've obviously had whole podcasts about it. How she's pissing me off and the fascism and and the over control of her own citizens. But this is not an episode where she's with her citizens. This is not an episode where she's overly controlling a situation aside from the fact that she's got a tracking device in Finn's ear, that was the only thing that bugged me in this episode. Yeah, yeah. It, it shows me that she, as a character, can go off and save her friend. And she can she can make a plot. She can get her science stuff together. And her science is not just like, let me clone myself so I can be more productive. Like That's very self-indulgent, very narcissistic. And that this is something that we it is a selfless act she didn't have to go save finn and jake she didn't have to you know indulge lady rainicorn on even joining her when lady rainicorn wants to join her yeah. and she does okay. and i think that she thrives and she's a much better version of herself as she is protecting her friends or on a mission or fighting bad guys than she is ever being a politician yeah that's okay yeah. That's fair. That's that's my rant. I mean, that's a good uh, 15 minutes worth of rant of the podcast. No, that's, that's fine. I mean, the last thing kind of to that and to Princess Bubblegum, and I'm sure I'll have something else to say, but that I can think to say right now is that I feel a lot like the second half of this episode is just Princess Bubblegum being embarrassed. And she is kind of being narcissistic in a way. She's like, I think she feels bad that in the past she was kind of tricked and she fell for her cardio and therefore she has something to prove and she has to prove that she's better than him. She's smarter than him. She can figure out a way to fight him, to tear off his limbs. And even in that first episode, she jabbed at him um, when she was all tied up. 
says that uh, his knowledge of plantoids is actually pretty weak. And this episode, a lot of that ending is her kind of being like, like you didn't impress me in any way. You know, like you, you don't have any power over me. You're actually not all that brilliant. Let me show you why. But again, like maybe I, I'm just taking it out of context a little bit, but that's kind of a thought we had or I had. Yeah. And, and I mean, mentioned it's it as well. Yeah. There's, I mean, you're right. There's, there's a little bit of her trying to redeem herself against Ricardio V1, episode one with Ricardio, and being like, yeah, yeah you're not going to give me again. I'm not going to fall for this level of your, I guess, want, want to be cool collectedness that she did, like, find, I'm not even going to say attractive, but worth keeping around in the first episode. But I don't know. It still doesn't seem necessarily self-indulgent or anything like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Unless she, you think she's being self-indulgent because she's like, look at all my guns and weapons. Like, aren't I so cool? Which No, I, th- I, I think it's just her... She's like, all right, I, I have to, I don't know. It's, it's like, I have to rescue them, but then I also have to defeat him and prove that he's not smarter than me. Yeah, but she and didn't. I have something to prove because of she didn't previous encounter. Was, she didn't know it was him. I'd say that absolutely Until she if finds she out knew it was him it going him. into the episode, yeah. but she did not know that it was anything Ricardio. Well, that's why I kind of in the second half, like yeah. the second half of the episode, once she sees this Ricardio, then she's like, okay, like it changes a little bit, but it is interesting. I wonder what their thoughts were on how Princess Bubblegum maybe like captured Finn and Jade to begin with. They've been missing for three weeks. That's that's a significant amount of time for someone to be missing. I don't think we've ever had a situation like that. And so that we know sense, of. That we know of. That, that we know of. So it's kind of <laughs> like good thing there like is a, a GPS, year. but yeah, we did go through yeah. like a long time between seasons one and two, and like lots of it's been two years at least at this point if not three yeah. through the show well, but it's cool it justifies it justifies why lady is so stressed concerned. out yeah so concerned at the beginning and it was enough to make for whatever reason princess bubblegum she pours the tea she's like oh don't worry like you said we have science on our side and then she has her guns and all that stuff but then she seems to get bummed out by all of lady's concerns when she's speaking korean i i did not look up what she said, but what what I, was it that I made watched like a Princess Bubblegum yeah, watched, pour out her tea? I watched a dub of it, and it's it's kind of like I thought it was going to be a lot deeper and something like worth like writing down word for word, but it was still just a lot of dialogue. It's it's Lady going on, and she again, like I said, what if he attacks you with a knife? And then it was like, what if he hurts you even worse? And like so, it is very simple dialogue. But then she goes into uh, one of those small rants. It was like how she had a dream about how um somebody came into her house and attacked her family and it was her like sister and her aunt and her mom and so i think that lady was describing that dream again this is all before pb knew about anything baby related um but lady was going on about how her family got hurt in the dream and i think that that's definitely worth mentioning where now she's not thinking about just like what if Jake gets hurt? She's like, why did I have a dream about like family? Why am I bringing up family in this? Cause I think that she wants to go save Jake and be like, look, we're, like, we're about to be a family, bro. Yeah. So hmm. that's, that's a little bit more about what she talked about. But okay. again, no, nothing was so mind blowingly 
hidden in the Korean dialogue that I thought, I thought like, maybe it would be. I was I was I kind of hoping there too. was something because Princess Bubblegum definitely looks very concerned. She pours out her tea. She's like, okay, I'm taking you seriously. Like, you know, let's go. We got to go inside this black ice cave that for some reason, Ricardio decided to build a dungeon. I, I don't really understand that. Yeah, I was going to, I'm going to, I'm going to save some of my thoughts because I think that we've talked about PB and, and Randy Corny. Again, this episode's called Lady and Peebles. So let's, let's take a little break and then we'll get into some thoughts about Ricardio and whatever the hell is he he's doing in this episode. Yeah, that sounds great. Today's commercial is brought to you by the Bubblegum Labco Biomass Builder. That's right. You can get yourself a biomass builder for all you peacocking tyrant wannabes. Now you too can learn all about the internal organs and sinews necessary to start building up a little living army of your own. If you ordered today... We'll even throw in a little Princess Bubblegum's personal biomass journal. That's right. It'll illustrate all of the years of trial and error that went into building up the Candy Kingdom. Don't make her mistakes, please. One lemon grab is plenty. Welcome back, fellow travelers. I hope you uh, all got your biomass builders. I know I've got mine, and it is so fun to play with. It's like Play-Doh, but uh, it's not like Play-Doh at all. So. <laughs> got yourself a little jar <laughs> jar stem cells all right yeah, yeah. no uh anyways well man i think it kind of goes without saying that my most punchable character for this episode is 100 percent ricardio uh, it's almost it kind of feels like whenever we have a, a lovely like jake or finn and we're like well duh of, of mm-hmm. course they're your lovely. this is a they duh were. punchable for you though a duh punchable it's so obvious is he not your most punchable character he yeah no obviously so i mean he he absolutely takes the cake if he had not from any other moment when he like pins her up against the wall with one arm thinking he's cool like i've seen people do that at bars to, to girls to Yikes. my wife as she was my girlfriend and it's just it's like the worst thing for a guy to do to like to do yeah, that sorry like, about think, that thinking by the way. it's I'm just kidding. That wasn't oh, me. Because you do it all the time. <laughs> no, I was trying to make a joke. Like I was that guy at the bar that you saw doing that. <laughs> of course I wasn't. Anyway. No, it's it's the worst. Don't do that, guys. If you're no, listening, that, that sucks, literally dude. that blows. Yeah, don't 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 do anything that's it's not a power move. It's not a flirty move. It's just bad. Just unless, make sure you look like a tool. Unless you're in a high school rom com and you're posting up on the lockers and you're uh yeah. Fred from uh, Scooby Doo. Then do it. Unless That's you awesome. live in 1986, like don't do yeah, that. Yeah, 1986. Yeah, and it's a small hometown, <laughs> and you're not allowed to dance. Then do it. You know, like that. Then cool. do it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, uh, you look like a, a prick. Like you do. Ricardio. You do. Well, yeah, so Ricardio, obviously the most punchable, right? And I was thinking about this too because I almost gave my lovely to Ice King. I was, I was mm. so close. He gets stepped on by Ricardio. When he's got a giant hole in his stomach, he's chained down to the floor, or I guess he's on the floor with veins or some sort of cabling coming out of his his chest, which is obviously where his heart was, Ricardio was, and somehow Ricardio got out, probably because Princess Bubblegum, well, no, never mind. That's at the end of this episode. I was trying to think because she didn't give him a ribcage. That's not the case. No, but she, regardless, yeah, she didn't put him in last time. He just... Didn't, yeah. He just went back into and just like sunk into it just sunk him in, yeah, from the first last time. 
I can't. What was the the name of that first episode he was in? I I didn't write it down. I can't oh gosh, remember. um, it's oh I can look it up real quick. Yeah, well, while you're looking it up, I'll just say you know Ice King is interesting in this episode. I I love that he does point out like you only love her because I'm in love with her. It's an interesting kind of parallel where it's like oh. or not parallel, but it's interesting that it is Ice King's heart and Ice King loves princesses or loves her and therefore of course ricardio is naturally going to have some sort of attraction toward princess bubblegum but in this episode he realizes it's not just princess bubblegum's heart it's her herself her whole that she being. wants okay well okay first of all research it the first episode is called ricardio the heart guy that's why we could of course because it. it was right in our face now secondly We've talked about it like three times this season, and I thought you were going to bring it up before I did, so I guess I'm going to bring it up right now, is the fact that we have, again, Simon, or <laughs> Ice King gets addressed as Simon in this episode. It's Ricardio. Ricardio has always been his heart. So I don't know, again, if it's the crown, if it's the wizardness that's making him insane, and making if he was cursed, uh, there's another wizard that, again, can touch things in adventure time and bring them to life just by touching them was that something that the ice king knows him and they touch his heart i don't know there's lots of theories about how this could have happened however ricardio being simon's heart again he addresses ice king as simon so there's something going on with the ice king again we've seen him kind of become less evil become a little bit more likable become a little bit more like grounded with reality in the sense that he can have friends and be around people now and i don't know if that's amplifying like ricardio's need for independence but for sure just like we talked about with princess monster that i think ricardio has that desire to be like i want you princess like this the george george takai voice i want you princess and yeah. it's it's Simon's heart longing for Betty and longing for that relationship that's lost. And so there's a little that I'm not going to call Ricardio any bit of anything that I like sympathize for, like with at all. But it does put a little bit more again. It's he has the same mentality in him as as Ice King has for that desire for. Now he's just really creepy about it. He's just overly. He only embodies the romance side of that, not any yeah. of the logic, not any of the personality, just romance. Well, so are you, were you saying that you don't know how Ricardio came to be? Is that part of what you were just saying? Yeah. Well, there's, there's a part of it. Because in the first Simon's, episode, I think he uses some sort of a magical spell to bring Ricardio. Oh, you are life. right. You are right. Yeah. Or he says, yeah, he does something with his heart. Nope. No, good. Good call. Good call. Sorry. I'm like, now I'm blanking on weird oh, ass season one episode we're gonna have to we, rewatch those i think that we told ourselves we wanted to forget because yeah yeah um but That's yeah interesting man yeah i i love the the throwbacks in this episode to that first episode too they have a whole i mean the xanoids is the most mm -hmm. obvious one because in the first episode that's what ricardio is talking the princess bubblegum about and his first appearance he's like did you know xanoids kill hundreds of thousands of plantoids a year um, and then <laughs> apparently to be fair, plantoids produce melato or melotoxins, which kill, uh, xanoids. So 
it's kind of a, a secular thing, but yeah, I, I nice think it was symbiotic really symbiotic relationship. Yeah, I, I do love that they bring that back and they do talk about how he is related and the or how this episode is related to that first episode a little bit. I mean, that's one of the more redeeming aspects of this. This and well, that and the the sphincter, of course, is uh, my tops. Uh, my tops of this episode is the sphincter for sure. Just uh, that's the worst. That's like that got my like much. If if anything was pu- more punchable besides Ricardio, it was the fact that there's the the sphincter, oh. which they could have just called a valve. He's a heart. It's, yeah. it's when they're in your heart, they're called valves. When they're in your intestines and your butthole, they're called sphincters. Well, I think the dungeon is just like different parts of the body, right? So they entered through the butthole. And of course, because I'm a child, true. it's it's my tops of this it's episode. True. And if the funniest thing, if, if I'm not mistaken, we've got a lemon grab episode coming up. I can't remember if it's this one coming up next. I don't think it is. I think it is. Um, It's uh, going to be one in a few seasons. But we do see a very similar mentality with lemon people of like chambers in a castle slash dungeon that are made up of like lemon insides. Um, yeah. In a Weird. lemon heart. And what, so that's what's what that's up with people in dungeons, man. I mean, I get why Lemon Grab wants dungeons because he's the 1000 years dungeon guy. But <laughs> why does Ricardio need to make a dungeon? Like, why was like, that I necessary like at all? It's, it's all dungeon crawlers. It doesn't matter. They're not necessarily dungeons, but they are set up all to be rooms to put treasures in, well, and I, rooms to, I think keep, even to protect claims, your treasures. He claims that the place is a dungeon. Like, for whatever reason, it's like he planned for Princess Bubblegum. Um, well, of course he did, because Princess Bubblegum is who he's going for. I, I'm thinking out loud, and I'm realizing the obvious. But I don't know. I just think it's so silly that he created a dungeon with a giant tongue that's going to come out of a, an air vent and try yeah. and kill you if you go down one side of the air vent, or a, a room full of eyeballs that shoot lasers that try and zap you if you're just standing in there. And then when, after you get hit, they're like, all right, we got them. We can yeah, shut well, our eyes and the door opens. No, that That's not even the scariest or I think weirdest part necessarily about it being all dungeons and traps and whatever. It's the fact that it's all like plugged into Ice King. So like Ricardio flipped Ice King inside out. Somehow stem cell grew Ice King's insides to fill Ooh, an entire busted mountain to where oh, man are you saying you know that, what that I was mean? ice king's fainter like we went through ice king's yeah he's like it's basically ice king's innards magically flipped inside out and turned into a giant dungeon that's located inside of a old decrepit nuclear hole looking mountain in the ice kingdom oh my gosh that's the it's, worst very <laughs> very worst. weird well because there's a whole scene about he's like he broke my bones and rearranged them and he yeah uh messed with my muscle tissue and now it's this huge like massive but like, that's kind of gross again like, that's why i felt so bad for for ice king all the stuff that he went yeah. through in this episode he's just like it hurts or what do you say it hurt oh boy how about a hug give me a hug i need it <laughs> like yeah. i would have give you a hug simon i'm sorry bud yeah, like, this you, sucks. Everything see, you went yeah, through is the worst. It's not even him who's playing the "I'm a victim, but I'm the one doing something wrong." It's like he's the victim and he did nothing wrong. In this yeah, episode. he's just he's just a part of it. I mean, unfortunately, it's his heart. You know, it it does feel like I think I want to say that we talked about maybe Ricardio, like you said, is 
the romantic side of Ice King, but then maybe it's mm-hmm. also a little bit of, or maybe because he's evil-ish, some of that comes out as an evil romantic. I don't know. There's something about I, there's I something think, there. I'm sure. Yeah, it's like it's tough. It's like it's not even like Simon that's evil. It's like did the crown turn his heart overly oh, sure. romantic and overly insane? And I think when you're overly romantic, you come off as narcissistic and mean and evil and I don't know, creepy. I guess it's just like the best way to put it. If yeah. you're like, ah, everything I do is so done out of love and romance that aren't you all in love with everything I do? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly well, dude, how he is. I, I just, I do love when Finn wakes up and this probably could have been my tops. It's definitely my favorite line of this episode. He's like, he's peacocking hardcore. He just screams it out of nowhere as if coming back to life. And, and he's peacocking for, hardcore. I haven't heard that term in a while. The last time, or at least when I learned about peacocking was definitely 17 again with Zac Efron. Oh, gosh. Which is a little bit of a throwback. Is that your recommendation for the No, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I was forced to watch that by one of my best friend's sisters had all of us just like sitting there in high school and she was like, oh, well, I've watched this a hundred times. I'm putting this on. And we just out of boredom probably watched it. And then we watched it again the second time kind of because we enjoyed it. But the first time out of, out of boredom, sh- surely. Surely, surely. Yeah. No, but I, I thought that was very funny of Finn to wake up f- and scream. He's peacocking hardcore. He's peacocking hardcore. I mean, I think it's I, my tops comes out of the same scene of the episode, but it's I mean, it's truly at this point, it's Jake's face at the end of the episode, like the huge like. He's surprised, but the frowny face is like two feet long. And he's like, I'm, I'm puppies. Because <laughs> she said, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yes. And he said, I'm yeah. puppies. And oh, I think that's great. Gosh. Now, okay, I was going to ask you, do you want me to give you a little bit of a spoiler? That's not too bad. I was going to give you the name of Jake's kids just to yeah, get you a little fine. bit hyped up. I'm cool with that. Do you, I'm going to go from, from most normal to least normal for Jake's okay. kids. Yeah, Charlie. Can I guess at one of them. Yeah, I guess at one of them. Charlie. No, I just said that. Oh, oh, did you? Sorry, the lag. We just have so much lag right now, Ned. That oh, right, I just, right, right, I just, right, totally right, just came right. up with that. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. What was it? What's a real guess? A real guess. I don't. I don't have what Joshua. He's just gonna Clo- name one after his Clo- dad. Hey, close. He uh, he does have a Jake Junior. Uh, okay. Viola, because he plays Viola. Kim Kilwan. Which I would assume hmm. comes from Lady Rancorn's side. And cool. TV. One of his kids' name is TV. That's good. It's one. probably, I bet it's because Jake loves TV. So I don't, that's what, I don't really that's like Jake Jr., though. I think no. I just have a real problem with people that name their kids the exact same name that they have, you know, like whenever it's passed down and they're like senior and junior and the third, like, oh, dude, the third, I loathe people almost as much as I hate Ricardio that yeah. are the third. Now, I would say their only redeeming part for Jake Jr. is that Jake Jr. does end up getting voiced by Louise from Bob's Burgers. Okay. And so it's, again, kind of like the gender. Like, I don't, I think Jake Jr. is, in essence, gender neutral. <laughs> so, because, again, I think it's voiced by a gender girl. Fluid? And, I don't know. It might be gender no. fluid. But I think, I think you totally gender neutral at that I, point. You totally, uh, didn't even didn't even listen to my disc, bud. 
No, You're the third. I was I was saying how much I hate people that are named after other people. No, I'm the third. I'm not a junior. Juniors. Well, are I know. I said no. I, I think Thirds the third's cool. the worst. I think the Thirds third cool. is way the worst. I think the 18th <laughs> are the worst. Or the the the, uh, the, the 14th. The 14th. Those are the worst. The 14th. Yeah, yeah. If it goes that far, though, you just you kind of like have to keep going. Like I think well, once that's you get what, to five, you're stuck. That, well, that's like, where I'm at at this point. Is uh, yeah, I'm I'm the turning point in my family. Do you I could cut stop it off it. At, do I? Yeah, I'm like this is the appropriate appropriate point to stop it. But do I or do I not? But if you keep going, then your child has like they yeah, have an my child feels more of an obligation than myself. The fifth? Um, Are you kidding me? Their kid would be the fifth. That I mean, would that, be awesome. I, that's kind of the funniest thing is like, I don't know a fifth. Like, I know, Does I know, anybody? nobody one knows or two a fifth. Fourths, really? But nobody knows a fifth. Yeah. That's some that's some Augusta, Georgia bull crap yeah, right that's, there. That's some Augusta, Georgia stuff right now. I'll tell yeah. you that right now, man. But we'll, well keep man, going. No, I'm just I'm of, sorry that you uh hate me and my clan. No, I don't I don't hate you and your clan, Jerry. Not at all. Jerry, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. Anyways, unfortunately, Ned, I I I gotta say, I gotta end this my thoughts on Ricardio. Um mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's still out there. Like Ricardio is still yeah. lurking in the shadows. He's I know. still Waiting the that taint. kind of bugged me. He's still waiting the taint. A perfectly good episode with the foul stench of misguided hyper romantic gestures. Oh, how I loathe you, Ricardio. Only you could dis- could distract me from Princess Bubblegum's abuse and disregard of ladies' safety. Why didn't you just stay back in season one where you belong? In other words, or really, in the words of great Neville, the great Neville uh, Pepperman from Nickelodeon's iCarly. You'll rue the day. You'll rue this day. You'll rue it. The day that you came yeah. back into this freaking show, Ricardio. How dare you? Hell. However, well, you you got me on this. That's that's what I started Googling. I was like, you know what? I know this show pretty well. And I was like, I don't know if we get a return of him per se. No? Are we done? Yeah. So I did just just double check. This is the last major appearance of Ricardio. Sounds like he comes back in an episode called All the Little People as a little person, which actually that doesn't necessarily count because that's a great episode, but that he's not a real person. Comes back in Gumbaldia uh, and then makes a cameos and come along with me and together again, but never as a main character. So they kind of did like defeat him or all of the writers got the same feedback that you just gave them that said, please don't freaking bring him back ever yeah. again well it does bring me to a segment that i always do uh and i think we should obviously have for this episode it's it's what i like about you is the name of this segment always do it always do this we do this almost every episode <laughs> and in this in this segment i gotta come up with three things or i had to come up with three things that i like about ricardio because i I do feel a little bad for just hating on this guy. It might be someone's favorite character. Everyone's or every Pokemon is someone's favorite Pokemon. I got to keep that in mind. And same goes for this show. Every character is someone's favorite character. Gosh, you'd be weird if this was your favorite character. Nope. Nope. We're not yucking any yums. Now we're about to say I'm what we like about Ricardio. Yeah. <laughs> yuck my yums. Um, what I like about Ricardio. Uh, number one. Uh, that he doesn't look like an atomically correct heart. So that's that's great, right? We love that about Ricardi. 
yeah, anatomically. Did I not say that? I thought I think so. Anomically. Anomically. Anatomically. Anatomically. Uh, number two, yeah. another thing we love about him, uh, his accent, sort of. And I will just say in parentheses, that was Allie's contribution to this episode. Um, but the, she did backtrack it almost immediately. So maybe it, it really wasn't her contribution to this episode. The number three thing and the final thing that I like about Ricardio is best friend's massage. I, I do. I'll stand behind best friend's massage. Uh, it's completely consen- <laughs> consensual. I think it's fantastic. Consensual I think we should all be giving massage. our best friend's massages. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> Do you, that's Ned, a good, do you that's have anything? A good callback one. You got anything that you like about? Ricardo? I would say redeeming is George Takai, so it goes along with voice, like voice acting per se. That's good. Um, I'd say that at his core, I think he means well. He's just very bad at doing it. Uh, that's possibly redeeming. Again, I, I believe at my core that he's still somewhat Simon on the inside. Um, so it is a little bit disappointing. So there's a little bit of sympathy there. It's just like also probably Simon getting rid of the creepiest part of himself. So that's not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad the thing. Third one, I would say I'm impressed that he was able to build all of those dungeons. I think that's impressive out of out of the insides of one man. Yeah, <laughs> that is very impressive. He's, an, he's quite those- the engineer. Especially with those delicate sinews, you know. Delicate sinews. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, so it's that's tough. that's your it's thing. Tough. Did you learn any lessons from Ricardo oh, this time dude. around? Yeah, be nice to pregnant people, please. Oh, that's what you, well, that's actually what you just learned from the first time. Or from the whole episode, excuse me. Not from from this episode. That's that's yeah, what I learned. Maybe not from well, yeah, from Ricardo. He did it the wrong way. Don't take you know Ricardio's actions. Well, do take them into consideration, I guess. So just be nice to pregnant people, please. You know, just, just going through a lot. Just please. Yeah, please. Shay, on Lady, though, she did not tell anybody at that point. So I know, but Princess Bubblegum knew. She knew. Yeah, she, well, yeah, she could have done a better job of uh, taking care of her, but. Protecting her or something. My lesson is if being a creep didn't work the first time, it ain't going to work the second time. Ain't gonna don't work the second time. Nah, Ain't gonna work the second time. Yeah, that's. I like that. Yeah, you lost. You lost that game the first time. Why are you playing it again? Makes no sense to me. That's great, man. But that's good. No, it's, it's a good one. I, I'd say this. It's funny. The last two episodes, I'm looking. Even you know the rest of the season that we've got coming up. I think this we we might be over the hump of uh, the hump of the slumps of season four, and this might have been one of the biggest slumps of season four well it's been good i i don't have many complaints for season four mm-hmm. so far i think there yeah, were the, a couple the fact moments, that but the last two episodes might be as kind of like obscure or because i'm not going to call them bad they, like neither of these were like we, we called had some one and two season episodes that we just were like those are straight up bad um yeah. i'm not gonna call anything this season bad but this is definitely i think the last two in a row have been some of the ones that have been more or less like we we got so much good stuff early on in the seasons, and now it's like get to the good stuff. I want the good stuff. Give me some more peebles. Give me some more flame princess. Give me some more lich. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm excited. I actually saw something the other day that said the last episode is about the lich, and I think oh, it was I, when we were arguably the last episode of this season, and maybe one of the ones I've watched the most of like all the episodes yeah. of the show. 
I'm a little afraid we've hit the best episodes already. I, I'm sure that's not the case, but because I know we haven't done stakes, we haven't done so much, but I, we've just hit so many good episodes, bud. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. We have. I mean, so I think we've hit really good episodes in terms of like the show and canon building. I think that you're, this is what you're not expecting out of Adventure Time for it to hit you way harder in the actual feels. Like, good. You do, cool. you are feeling for the characters now. There's some episodes that get like to the point where you're like, this feels like a damn movie. It's hitting you so hard in the feels. But wow. We've got some uh, episodes coming up. Um, for all the fans out there that are listening in the car, they cannot remember what's coming up in season four. We've got Lemon Grab coming up next episodes in You Made Me. Um, more about him in, in PB. We've got Who Would Win, Finn versus Jake. That's a great episode Whoa. between the two okay. of them. Uh, we've got one called Ignition Point, back to some flame princess and getting back to her family. Um, we've got one called The Hard Easy in episode 23. That actually might be the worst of this season. The hard easy? What? It's called the what hard easy. Doing? It's about okay. frog people. Um, it's one that to the point I hardly remember what happened to myself. And hey, it's, it's gonna be a great episode of the podcast. We're gonna freaking crush that episode. We've, we've got one called Reign of Gunters, which you obviously know is gonna be good. Yeah. And then we finished the whole season off with I Remember You about the history of Marcy and Simon. And then literally the last season episode of the season is called the Lich. That's all the it's Lich. called. Ooh. And that's what's going to hit it. Big chills. So I maybe one more, sh- maybe one more schlump in episode 23. Otherwise I think we are, we, I don't even think we've hit the best. I think 25 is the best of this season. Okay. I'll stand by that. Great. Well, dude, let's do a quick traveler's log. This week's uh traveler's log comes from Nick. Um, and he thanks us for sending him a sticker and a little written note, which we did a little while back. And he's got some thoughts on Marcy and Finn. So I think that Marcy was in a sort of spiral out of control before meeting Finn and Jake being the only Mm -hmm. human besides, and then in parentheses besides Simon, but he's crazy that she taught to in over a thousand years minimum, uh, going that long without talking or going that long talking to candy and the strange creatures of ooh would 100% make someone go nuts. So I think meeting Finn would really remind her of where she came from and reminded Marcy of her humanity, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a really great note. And I think one that we 100% would agree. Oh yeah. Um, I think, I think we, we had even mentioned that one in our follow-up episode with Olivia had mentioned the fact that, um, she was on all these adventures riding big old goldfish doing all this stuff out there yeah. and that um, Finn smacking her in the face when she was kind of messing with him kind of brought her back to this realization that he's a human that she could actually legitimately hurt him. But he, I don't know. I, I imagine that she probably saw her mom and Finn a little bit just from the human aspect. So Nick, I appreciate yeah, the that's great. Too. I think we absolutely agree. That's awesome. Well, Ned, yeah, I mean, we just did a back-to-back little recording session. Uh, do you have a rec for me? Um, I think I got a good one. I don't know if I've ever done this one before. Um, it it could be a rec wrapped up in a big package, but uh, I've been going back through New Girl. It's it's a fun show. I love it. But that. I think in terms of recommendation, I would just be like watching that good feel 
quiet in the background noise show is my recommendation of the week. And just like putting on that feel good, whether it's the office, how much your mother, whether it's cowboy bebop, whether it's Pokemon, Oof, like that, that bebop. good feel good show that you can just put on like, and you can listen to it while you're cooking in the kitchen, but you know what's happening. Like put that show on, man. That's my recommendation. That's a good wreck. I will say, I don't know if Cowboy Bebop is one of those for me because <laughs> I put it on. Because you got to watch it hardcore every time. Oh, dude. I put it on at the end of the night last night and Allie looked over at me and asked me, are you crying? I, I wasn't. And I'm not afraid to say <laughs> if I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. It was the episode where Jet goes back and he, you know, basically is on his beat or his old beat that he used to have. And he meets the new guy that is with his old girl and he realizes what situation they're in. And, you know, it's, and he gets, he finally gets a little bit of closure for how their relationship ended. And it is, Oh, it's so good. Y'all. I think that's episode 10. Like you get four episodes in. It's it's amazing. Anyways, not my wreck, but Ned, I do love that as a wreck. Do put on that chill show and and let it bring you good vibes while you do stuff. We started the night out talking about rest, and that's just one of those things that gives me rest. Just putting on that good, like, like have those nights where it's okay. Like, be like, we don't got to do something new. We don't got to put on this week's episode of Secession and get stressed the hell out. Like, just put on that good time feel show. Good time feel it up. Eat some popcorn. That's that's yeah. my rec. Yeah, I like you. you got a good recommendation? I do. This is actually very similar to, it was a lesson that we had a long time ago when I think Jake maybe said that he was okay with starting, or no, Finn, it was Marceline's Closet. It's just not mm-hmm. coming to me. Still love and, that episode. And Finn was like, well, yeah, I'm bad at it. I just started, right? When he's talking about his mm-hmm. uh, balloon noises. Is that what he was doing? Yeah, he was doing balloon music. Balloon was, music. Yeah, he right. was writing. Good, he was like, yeah, I just, I just got it. Like, I'm not good at it yet. So my, my rec is start from zero because I feel very much like that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm starting the run yes. for the first time in a long oh, time. Oh, okay. And I'm I'm not a good runner. I, I've got pretty good cardio and I, I've used to be a biker or a cyclist, right? And so I would cycle 50, 70 miles like Saturday and then on Sunday do the same thing or we'd do a century, which is 100 or ride at the Chattanooga, which was 142, <laughs> tooting my horn a little bit. But... <laughs> But no, but seriously, like I'm, I'm so bad at running and that is so okay. I I did, I finally hit two miles without having to walk at all at like a, the first time I did, it was a a 10 minute pace. And then I did it yesterday at a nine 30 pace, which I was very happy about. And you know, like it's okay to be slow. It's okay to take your time. And in fact, I'd say it's probably best to go slow and just go for time when you're out there running to begin with, you know? So that's where I'm at. I'm not afraid to share that I'm a, you know, terrible runner and that's okay. And this is like, I, I exercise pretty frequently and I think that's even more the show that like running is tough. And if you're struggling with it, man, like we all do, especially yeah. starting out. No, it's, that's a tough one. I mean, I've, I've done more running than other exercises too, but I get in, yeah, the waves of it when I'm like, Oh, I, when I'm doing really good, I'm like, Oh, I can do four miles and hit average eight, eight thirty miles or something like that. And then I pick it back up and I'm like, you just gotta be like, I just go out there to just do it. Just be like, just I did to it today. It. I don't, yep. I don't care if it was more than 10 minute mile. I don't care if I had to like 
like breathe through. I don't care if I'm exhausted at the end of it. It's yeah. You just feel good about the, like getting it done. Yeah. And just get the thing done. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, well, that's my rec. Just go do it, it. Was was it an Adventure Time episode that we were watching, or was it some some other cheesy show that I was watching where it was just like everybody, everybody's who's good at something used to be bad at that thing. Yeah, you know, I don't um, know. I'm sure there's. Like, I can't remember if it's a movie or a show I just watched, but it, it's like and anybody who's good at something, they used to be bad at that something. Yeah. Well, a and lot of times what you don't see is all the work, right? Like that awesome musician that you love, that you'd look up to, that guitar player who shreds. Yeah. Like you said, you said he hours. picked up a guitar at some point and, and didn't know how to play it. Yeah. You know? Hours in a bedroom before you ever saw them like playing guitar, you know, and being terrible and playing, I almost said Cotton Eye Joe. I'm sure they weren't playing <laughs> that. <laughs> if you're playing Cotton Eye Joe, like, yes, please put down the guitar and yeah, yeah, yeah. go do something else. No, I meant seven nation <laughs> army, you know, like they, they played oh, that rah, rah. one riff from that song over and over again yeah. until they finally got it clean. And then they moved on and they did that over and over again until they mastered that instrument. You know, it takes so much time and yeah, be patient with yourself, I guess. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for joining us for another awesome episode of the uh, never ending adventure podcast, or at least I, I felt like it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed pretty talking good. with you. I, yeah. I ended up, yeah, I ended up uh, getting more out of Ricardio discussion. I, I feel like I always get more out of discussions with you about episodes where I'm like, we're not going to talk for more than 10 minutes about this. And we, Aww. I'm talking for an hour. Thanks, Ned. Thanks, man. Well, I want to talk, talk about your sinews and your. Yeah, we'll talk about each other's sinews <laughs> next time. There's a little sphincter talk, Here's you know? T- just a little sphincter <laughs> talk. Well, late night spanker talk. Oh, gosh. All right. Thank y'all so much. We got to wrap this up because I'm getting delirious. Instagram yes. at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions, opinions, theories. theories. Uh, no spoilers. I don't know. Spoiler if Dude, you really yeah, want to, but let I us mean, know. If you drop a spoiler for Russell, it's got to be totally worth the theory that you're trying to portray. It's got to be absolutely worth it. It's got to tie some sort of like crazy shit together, but don't spoil yeah. stuff and be like, XYZ happened. Ha ha. Suck it, Russell. Yeah. Yeah. And your name better be <laughs> Olivia Olson. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Nah. But, anyways, that's N E A. She did spoil like four things for you. It's all good. It was awesome. together. I still can't get over that conversation. That's funny. nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. And just have another good week. Party forever. That's you guys.